in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. Podcast back for another week and another heartbreaking Vikings loss. Uh, we didn't podcast two weeks ago after the win, but um, a- after the uh, quote unquote win, 3 0, uh, the Vikings won last week. This week, a 27 24 overtime loss in Cincinnati to the Bengals, and the Vikings giving up another fourth quarter lead. 21 points scored in the fourth quarter for the Cincinnati Bengals. And for a Vikings defense, fellas, it's been a big part of the conversation this season, how good they've been playing, especially the last few weeks. And they have been playing good, one of the best defenses in the NFL in terms of points allowed. Uh, but the final the final 15 minutes, the final quarter, has been an issue. Uh, two of the last three losses, giving up a, a fourth-quarter lead. This week it being a 17-3 fourth-quarter lead before 21 points in the fourth quarter by the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Vikings dropped to 7-7. Seven and seven. Still in control of their playoff destiny, still in the playoffs as we speak in the sixth position at 7-7. Seven and seven. And I think that would line us up with a date with uh, Detroit as it stands right now. Of course, we have Detroit. We still have two games left with them. We haven't played them yet this season. We play them this Sunday. We got the Packers the week after that, and then we got Detroit again. Um, the week after Christmas. So some Detroit Lions talk certainly uh, on the docket, at least looking ahead. But for the Vikings, falling in Cincy after the overtime failed third and one, the overtime failed fourth and one uh, on the tush push. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And Mullins uh, getting his first start. He'll start again uh, next Sunday against the Detroit Lions. But Brady Galbraith and Zach Brio with me tonight. And fellas, your reactions to a... Vikings lost in overtime to Cincinnati yet again. Second year, or I think it was two years ago, we lost to Cincy. Same way, though, overtime field goal for McPherson, uh, a game winner. Yeah, it was just a bummer to see um, another winnable game. We've had a number of them this year where, you know, we do things right. A couple balls, you know, bounce differently. We kick a field goal. We're able to win that game, and it's one of those games that we would have won last year. That was just a 50-50 game, but we came away with, I think, like 10 uh, one possession games. I think it was 11. 11. And right now the it's just not working in our favor. Um, you know, not a great Bengals team without Burrow. Same can be said about us. But we go in there, uh, a tough place to play, and we put ourselves in the position to win, and then we just can't come away with it. I think a couple of questionable play calls, especially the back-to-back, third and fourth down QB sneaks. I don't know if you saw the video on Twitter about it. It was Brian Flores like shouting behind KOC to call a timeout right before the play. So I don't know if he saw the defensive alignment knowing that we were going to sneak it and just thought it wasn't going to work. But obviously it didn't work the first time, didn't work the second time. So um, we've got three divisional games, which is in our favor the rest of the season. I think it's still really in our hands, right, that we could get out on top um, with two wins against Detroit, one against Green Bay here. So Get Mullins another game. Get him another experience with the Vikes this season as a starting quarterback. See what he can do. Get get it figured out with J.J. Glad he was able to finish a game this week. Um, and just get out, get out there at Detroit. I think it's at Detroit this Sunday. And get get back on path. Actually, I think it's at home this week. Uh, Detroit. Weekend. So we're home, home away. Yep. Okay. 
I do believe I'll double check as we, as we move on here, but yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely some bright spots. Uh, Jordan Addison, probably his, and not probably certainly is his breakaway game or his, uh, his welcome to the NFL type of game. He was huge for the Vikings, two touchdowns. I think he had 131 yards. Um, that might not have been quite that many. 111. 111. Thank you. Um, Ty Chandler, 132 yards. Uh, he he was on the rushing variety. Ty Chandler getting his first look at um, the RB1 position with Alexander Madison out this week. And I don't know how you're – if Alexander Madison is back next week, I don't know how you don't start Ty Chandler and give him a bunch of carries after the, the numbers he put up. And, and it was the first Vikings 100-yard rusher since – I think it was – I during the broadcast they said since last season – um, since Dalvin Cook. I read somewhere today that I was since before Kevin O'Connell got the head coaching job. Uh, or no, maybe it was 132 was the most since mm. KOC's been the head coach. But it was the first 100-yard rusher since Dalvin Cook last season. I think it was week 10 of last season, the last time we had a 100-yard rusher. And that's what Ty Chandler put up on Saturday afternoon. Nick Mullins finished the day 26 of 33, 303 through the air, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Took three sacks for 22 yards. First 300-yard uh, passer for the Vikings since October. Since Kirk went out, uh, we haven't had a 300-yard passer in a, in a game yet, so that was a good sign for Mullins. Did a lot of good things. Had a few boneheaded plays, and it was similar to the first. Uh, it wasn't a start for Dobbs, but the first time Dobbs came in the game, he was brutal uh, in, in the first couple of series, a couple of terrible, terrible turnovers. And Nick Mullins sure had... His fair share of those on Saturday, especially in the first half, two turnovers inside the 25-yard line. And it's really hard to recover from that. The Vikings fall to 1-7 when they lose the take-give, um, which is, I mean, that's every loss this season. Is That's seven losses, and all seven of those losses we have lost the take-give, and they have the third worst or the third highest turnover rate in the NFL, uh, only behind the Jets and the Browns. Um, I think 26 turnovers now for the Vikings this season. The Browns have 30. The Jets have 28. Um, and KLC talked about it in the press conference. He talked about the play, too, the, the fourth and one. So his explanation for it was, I should have had the audio queued up so we could listen to him say it, but essentially this is what he said. He thought third and one, the official on his sideline of the field, signaled first down. And so he mm. was calling a play for first down. I think Flo probably saw that he was calling a play for first down or at least heard it on the mic and then tried to get in there and say, no, 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 we didn't get the first down. Um, gotcha. And, and so then they couldn't put anybody that makes more the field sense. and then they just called the same play again, um, which his mindset behind the play call in the first place was that they were they went uh, 11 first, three receivers out there, tight end, and tried to split them out wide and then run up the middle, um, which which somewhat makes sense. I mean, that's... That, that, that's a good philosophy, at least on paper. Uh, of course, the game isn't played on paper. It's played on the grass, and that's where they got killed, uh, especially on those two plays. And the second the second one, I mean, there we could a little more effort from Mullins. Like, come on, dude, play like jobs <laughs> on the line because it is, and play like the game's on the line because it is. And, and for him to just kind of crumple up and like, all right, push me over the line, fellas, push me over. No, let's see like a little bit of grit. Like, I, I want to see you sticking your head in there. Don't just crumple up sideways. And, and, yeah, Garrett Bradbury got destroyed off the line, especially <laughs> on the second one. He got blown way back. But let's see a little bit of fight uh, out of Nick Mullins. I mean, come on, dude. 
this is your first game starting in a couple of seasons since I think 2021. Let's have a little bit of a little bit of pride, a little bit of passion. Uh, and whether you get stopped or not, let's at least see you fighting for it. And it didn't look like he was fighting. Maybe he was. Um, and maybe this is all for nothing, but it is all for nothing either way. Uh, but it, it would have been nice to see a little more effort out of him, whether he gave 100% or not. It certainly didn't look like 100% on a, a crucial must-make-it, must-have-it fourth and one. Uh, and the Vikings don't convert that fourth and one. Six plays later, Evan McPherson walks off the Vikings just like he did two seasons ago. Like I said, playoffs still very much in in the picture, I think we're over uh, like 58%, something like that, to make the playoffs as it stands right now. Uh, Lions, Packers, Lions to finish it out. I should double-check to see if we are at home. I'm pretty sure we're at home on Sunday. Yes, we're at home Sunday. We are at home. We are at home Sunday, yep. Zach, your thoughts from the game? Uh, I think it's just one of the classic examples of Minnesota playing to the level of their competition. They've done that. We've seen now the last three weeks we've played. Uh, playing the Bears, didn't show up. Who knows what the hell happened in Oakland or in when we played the Raiders. <laughs> and uh, this week it was anyone's game to win. We played well at times. We played crappy at times. And we just should not. There's no reason we should have. It should have been a one-score game. No reason we should have lost that game. I don't know. Giving up 21 in the fourth, that really hurts. So it's, uh, it's a Minnesota. It's a tale as old as time in Minnesota. Just playing to the level of their competition. It's getting pretty frustrating, hard to be a Vikings fan. Yeah, no, it is hard to be a Vikings fan. Um, some other notes I had. Saturday's defeat marked the first time the Vikings lost after entering the fourth quarter uh, with a 14-point lead since October 31st, 1993. Say that one more time. That was the first loss the Vikings have had entering the fourth quarter with a 14-point lead since 19. <laughs> wow. I, oh, that's crazy. Which is surprising for me. That just Very doesn't seem right. I don't, that no. don't. Wow. God, we must have been up 13 times, hundreds that, of times, and lost then. That comes from Ben Gessling. <laughs> As a matter of fact, only one of those games he goes on to write in his Star Tribune article, only one um, of those games that was with the Vikings were up by 14 or more since – October 31st, 1993, only one of those games went to overtime, and the Vikings ended up winning that game. Um, this game, of course, they ended up going to overtime and losing. Um, but, yeah, a historic loss for the Vikings. They lost to the Detroit Lions in the Metrodome. They gave up 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to lose 30-27. to 27. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. I had a few other notes here as well. I'm just kind of reading through some of the other – Nuggets I took from the Flores article. Um, I mean, the Vikings, realistically, this weekend, they should be playing for a division title. And I don't think the division title is out of the question. The Vikings would have to win all three games, I do believe. And if you do that, then that's two more losses for Detroit. I don't know who they play in between us. It's somebody tough. Cowboys. Cowboys. That would be nice. So Detroit could go potentially 0-3. So they would be 9-8-10 the year. And we would be ten and seven. Is Green Bay still in it then too? Technically, they are. Yeah, them yep. and the Bears are both six and eight, and I think they they both need a ton of help. Wow, so um, everyone's still in it. Everybody's still in it. That's but hard to believe. Yeah, I think the Bears and the the Packers really needed to win last week. They both end up losing, but um, so I think their their path now is like they need 
seven different teams to lose this week, and they need to get all seven. They need to win, obviously. They need to win out. They need to get, like, another six teams to lose next week and another, like, eight teams. So their path is very difficult um, with just the NFC South. They're basically all 500 or right around there. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, a brutal loss for the Vikings. It feels like the season's over, even though it's not. And once we get into the playoffs, I think we'll have, if we do get into the playoffs, I think we'll have a renewed sense of, of optimism because once you get in, you never know what happens, and we'll be pumped up. And I'd love, I love—I still want the Vikings to win. I think you guys are in the same boat. Um, <laughs> maybe not, Zach. No, I uh, – yeah, sorry. I just <laughs> That's just funny. Uh, yeah, I, I do. But it's just – I don't know. At the – at this point in the year, you got Mullins starting. Mullins is fine for sure, but it it doesn't. It, it almost seems as if we're not playing for the playoffs right now. I don't know. Maybe that's the way we're playing. The games we've lost, the game versus the Raiders. It's just I I don't. It's different with Kirk gone. It doesn't feel like this is we're playing for real. Yeah, and I was gonna say it's just overall. It seemed like it's been a pretty dang interesting season because it started off bad, and then we started looking good with Kirk again. Kirk gets hurt. And I'm, you know, I think I'm just going to bag it in and not really care about the Vikings. Still watch, but, you know, be okay with us losing. But then Dobbs comes in after we trade for him, and he has two great games, and we win some games we're not supposed to win. And then, you know, here I am again expecting that the Vikings are going to win each game because they drew me back in um, like they tend to do. But I don't know. I think that Mullins, it's tough no matter who we have to do, who we have to start now. I wish we started Hall just to get him some experience, but I think Mullins looked not bad for, for his first start, and we'll see what he can do in Detroit. Yeah, I think that's what it all comes down to. We'll see what he can do in Detroit. I think Mullins is the starting quarterback the rest of the way, um, no matter what happens, but I would have liked to see, Mull, or to see Hall get some starts too, especially after uh, you get some more injuries. I mean, Hicks has been out for a while, but he doesn't seem like he's coming back. Um not Darisaw. Was it Darisaw? No, O'Neal. O'Neal goes down. I don't know if he's coming back next week, but you lose some. I mean, you lose one of the best tackles in the NFL. Madison goes down, even though that was probably a positive thing. JJ got knocked. I mean, last week for sure, it felt like it was time to wrap it up and put Hall in the game. They end up winning that game, and then this week, obviously losing. But yeah, I don't know. I. I Right now, I don't feel super excited about the Vikings. I'm not really excited for the rest of the season, uh, but I will be once if we do. It feels like it's bound to make the playoffs. I don't know why. I just feel like we're going to win uh, two or three of the next three games and, and, and get in, maybe win a game, and then probably get blown out by the Eagles or the Fortnite <laughs> or the Cowboys. But that's just what it feels right like right now. Kind of depressing for the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. But let's talk about a team that's in first place. They're not playing so good right now, but they've been playing great all season long. They're 19-5. and five. We talked about it before we started recording this show, um, that it's crazy the Timberwolves have 19 wins. It's not even Christmas yet. Um, they're first in the West. They've been first in the West for, well, at, well, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be one month. They took first place in the Western Conference November 19th. It's the 18th at the time of recording. But assuming, do they have more than half a game or a game lead? And They've got a three game or three and a half. Yeah. So they will be in first tomorrow, regardless of how this one finishes out tonight. They're currently down 12, I believe, five minutes and some change left in the third quarter in Miami. Um, so even if they lose tonight, they're still going to be in first place. 
Uh, big time win on Saturday over the Pacers. Uh, Carl going for 40, Ant went for 37. Uh, Rick Carlisle, head coach of the Pacers, after the game said that is one of the best teams on the planet. And he didn't say on the planet right now or it's one of the best teams right now. He just said that's one of the best teams on the planet, period, uh, which I think tells you a lot. He's been around the NBA for a long time, and he's had his fair share with good teams and bad teams. And he went on in his quote to say that the Timberwolves in the building, uh, meaning the Target Center, was a different place uh, in previous administrations. And with, and, he, and then he tipped the cap to Tim Connolly and what he's done with the with the T-Wolves and with the uh, – the target center of the fan base and, and all that stuff. Cause I have yet to be to a game this season. BG, I know you've been to a couple, um, but the, the, uh, the target center is rocking and so are the wolves. Yeah. It's such a fun team to watch um, 24 games in. And I just want this season to go as slow as it can. Cause watching every Timberwolves games is so dang fun right now. Not because we're number one in the league, but because our team is so fun. Um, now that ants back that Jaden's back and we're healthy Whenever has have we had a team like this on the Timberwolves? Even more than 0304. There's just so many likable guys and good guys. When you've got a guy like Nas Reed coming off the bench, that's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, we've been playing great. I still don't think we've played our best basketball that we can play with our injuries um, and not having a, a full starting lineup. We've played some really good teams. We've beaten some really good teams without that starting lineup or just players not playing 100%. So I think that's kind of what's scary uh, looking at the Timberwolves team and fun to to know as a fan that you know we're 19 and five and we're still not playing our best basketball. So I think we gotta stay strong on the road here. I think we go on the road, maybe one or two more games. We might be home next game and then go on the road. But I know it's something like that. So we just can't be complacent. Obviously, we haven't been complacent because of our record, but it's a young team. Let's grow on this. Have some great regular season experience with the squad and then get ready for the playoffs. But yeah. We're 24 games in, and just each game is a treat to watch. Yep, and the uh, Timberwolves, you said it before, BG, that we have more wins at this point in the year than we had wins a couple years ago. Yeah, in the 2019-2020 season, which thank God we were that bad because then we were able to get the number one pick overall and draft Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels that year. So Yeah, good point. Good point indeed. The Timberwolves in the midst of a tough stretch right now, so hopefully they come out of it still on top of the Western Conference. They got 16 games in a row against teams with winning records, at least currently (laughs) as we stand. Then we must have a a really good back end of the schedule because I know I said it on our last pod, we have the third easiest remaining schedule in the league. Wow. Yep. Yep. Uh, It must be because they got the next 16 games, and that's at at the time of recording, so some of that could change with – teams that are close to 500, but 16 in a row. We're 2-1 and one to start that stretch. So this being the fourth game of that 16-game stretch, still 11 to go after this. Um, but, yeah, 2-1 and one, um, to, to start out that stretch. Wins over Indiana and Dallas. And then who did they lose to? New Orleans. Uh, I think last week they lost to New Orleans. And then Miami tonight, they play Philly on Wednesday in Philadelphia. Then they come back mm. home to play the Lakers on Thursday night in Minneapolis. So a back-to-back Wednesday and Thursday. Wouldn't games. it be nice to have two Wolves wins against the Sixers and the Lakers? Yeah. And two most hated organizations, come at least in here, my mind. They got this uh, game against Miami clawed back down to 575-70. Butler in the lane, kick out, corner pass, no. Tried inside layup, 
too strong. Rebound comes out to Nas Reed. He wants to run. Has it poked away. Oh, my goodness. My computer just died and we lost the Did you, Do you guys see that thing about LeBron where he's always reading books in the locker room? He's always oh, on yeah. page he's one. Always on the first he's always page. on page one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just stuff about him in general, about like having white lies, like little lies for no reason. Really? I don't know and about that part. Oh, it's been all over Twitter, too. This was probably six months ago, Twitter, but um, it made its way to you somehow. But yeah, about him being on like the first page of every yeah, book, yeah. and then him just in the press conference saying like, "Oh yeah, like I know this guy. I was hanging out with him the other week, and you could like fact check it, and he was not hanging out with this person. <laughs> just shit like that. What the hell is that about? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I heard about one where he's sitting there with a book, and I thought this related to him being on the first oh, page. The, he's like looking at. He's t- like, "How how was the book? Yeah. It was awesome." It's like, "What was your favorite part?" <laughs> And he can't give any. He, can't he give said one the most vague response ever. Yeah, like the most. <laughs> he can't give one piece of information about the book. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's fun. What to do you do? Kind of grill him. Yeah. Have you been watching the Wolves at all this year? Not much. Not much Wolves. Is that going to change for you? Or, or Maybe no? I don't know. Basketball playoffs. You're watching them. Yeah. Oh yeah. At NBA regular season doesn't do it for me. Would you be a little saddened if the Wolves won the NBA championship? Just to have that Minnesota team be the first no, one in our awesome. lifetime. No, that, I mean, four, it's four or four right now of teams, Minnesota teams I'd want. You know what I mean? I'd want yeah. all of them above to win. But that would be awesome. It'd be electric, and that'd be a, that'd be a big deal. Speaking of which, that reminds me of our bet uh, <laughs> from a true. while back. We should have wrote, wrote that down. Yeah, I, I don't remember who I had. I don't remember. I think I had Twins or I Wild. I think I took the Wild. I think I, I had Vikes or T-Wolves. Maybe I took the Vikes. I don't remember. I took the Wilder Twins. I can't remember. I Should think we redo it right now? <laughs> I, we're, I guess we're all in the same same situation. Although the Wolves are looking pretty tasty. The Wolves are looking tasty. That'd be a, that'd be I would a, do Wolves. That would be my vote. That's a good bet. Twins would still be. I mean, it's hard to not take the Wolves. All right, let's talk, tw- uh, let's talk Twins for just a second, Zach. So Bally Sports, that whole thing, nightmare. Twins going to lose some money, not a ton of money, at least when you're talking about a billionaire owner in the poll ads. Um Yet they decide to, I mean, we're going to spend less money than we did last year. I don't know if I heard about this. Do you want to inform me on this one? No, I don't think I heard this. Okay. Well, I mean, they're going to cut the payroll is basically what they said. Because of Bally Sports, the contract? Yeah. that that Oh, I didn't hear that that either. So after the best year that we've had, really that I can remember since, I don't know, probably 91 or 87, one of the playoff runs. uh, After that whole season, the magic that was at Target Field, they win a, a playoff series for the first time since, what, 04? Um, they finally break the, the, the playoff losing record, all that kind of stuff. All that happens, and then they come back the next year and say, oh, we should probably cut our payroll. We should get rid of our, one of our best pitchers oh. or not even offer. Uh, we didn't offer Gray? I think we offered him, but nothing near what he was going to make. And he denied it? Yeah. Oh, geez, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, so Gray's gone. Is Lopez, is he still under contract? Still I think so. 27, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I feel like they lost a few other pieces as well, but – Dang. Essentially, Twins cutting the payroll due to not making the Bally money, which... Holy cow, pull ads. That's ridiculous. Tough look. Tough look. Scumbags. Uh, I'm going to try to get our basketball stream back up here. It would be crazy to be a billionaire and own a team like that and not really then give a shit about how they do. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. how rich you got to be. To be like, oh, I don't really give a shit about this professional yeah, imagine sports if- franchise I care about. Or that I bought, you know. What I mean? Imagine if one of us, one of us, was an owner. Oh my gosh, we'd be doing everything we could. Dude, every, <laughs> we'd be, be going bankrupt maybe within the first three, 
years. Three You're years signing ago. everybody. But my God, we'd give our chance team to, a chance to win. And that can't be this, the same. Can't be said for many of our Minnesota franchises in our lifetime. Um, I will say, though, Timberwolves is a little seems a little different this year. I don't know the whole story behind that, but selling out for Gobert that's kind of crazy. But that, yeah. That, they're saying now, <laughs> you know, you see it on Twitter. People are saying that the Donovan Mitchell trade was worse than the Rudy Gobert trade. Whoa, I thought Mitchell was doing fine. He was. I don't think he's having a great year this year, but I think they gave a lot to get him. I can look that up. Wow, that really frustrates me about that TV deal thing. Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating, too. I don't know exactly what the figures are, how much they're making off that, but we're talking about probably tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions in in, in revenue. Um, I don't know, hundreds of millions. That we lost to the contract? That we yeah, lost so let's say the- maybe a hundred million they okay. lost for the for the year. Which, wow. I don't know, that seems like a lot. But again, if you're a poll ad and you're, I don't know what their exact worth is, but billionaires, uh, multi-multi-billionaires, what does is, what is $100 million do to you? Like, Especially get, when you're going to earn it back if you have a better team. I don't know. You would think, you would think after a year like this, yeah, it was great, but you're not satisfied. You can't be satisfied after losing to the Astros. That's just, that's silly. Silly, silly. That's why that's why Minnesota hasn't won a championship in thirty years, and <laughs> that that enough said there. That's all that needs to explain. Yes, and our internet has gone out, so <laughs> I I don't know why um, that has gone out. Maybe we'll we'll wrap the pot on that so I can figure out the internet. Are issues. we still recording? We're still recording. Okay. Yeah, hasn't affected that. You guys got any final thoughts? We want to talk nope. about anything while I fix the internet. You got any hot takes or rambling ricks for us? Um, or conspiracies? Bigger the hoop, bigger the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> that peanut butter porter. Well, we got some some music coming wow. up, Zach. You're going to play some songs. Can you give the people a, uh, a preview of what you're going to play? You don't have to play it right now, but do you have any idea? Um, no, I'm not really quite sure what I'm able to play at this moment, but we'll, we'll figure it out. You'll hear it in just a moment. Yep. Yeah. Thanks Your song is going to be on the, the Patreon, right? Yeah. The Patreon yeah. only. Yep. <laughs> it will be. Yep. Well, you can take pod.com for all that good stuff. Um, all right, fellas, I'm going to fix the internet so we can continue watching our ball games. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back. Probably not next week. Maybe sometime after the Christmas and Christmas Eve, all that kind of stuff. Maybe we'll be back before uh, New Year's Day. That'd be great. All right. Take it away, Zachary. See ya. <laughs> when dreaming, I'm guided to another world. Time and time again At sunrise, I fight to stay asleep Cause I don't want to leave the comfort of this place Cause there's a hunger I long to escape From the life I live when I'm away
Let's go there Let's make our escape from all Let's go there Let's ask and we stay Can you take me higher To a place where blind men see Can you take me higher To a place where golden streets Although I would like to change the world It helps me to appreciate those nights and those dreams But my friend, I sacrifice in all those nights If I can make the earth and my dreams the same The only difference Let love replace all our hate So let's go there Let's make our escape from all Let's go there Let's ask and we stay Can you take me higher To a place where blind men see Can you take me higher To a place where golden streams Let's go there Let's go there Let's go there Let's ask can we stay